Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual, real, amazing relationships. The phone number here is 888-825-5225. Number one best-selling author, Ramsey personality, and host of the Ken Coleman Show is my co-host today, which means we've got the career expert, jobs expert in the house. We'll be talking about that with you as we go throughout the show today. Thanks for joining us again. 888-825-5225. Tony starts this hour in Detroit. Hey, Tony, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Better than I deserve, man. How can I help? Good deal. I, I have a quick question for you. We, I have a number of rentals. Um, one of the rentals has a mortgage on it, and me and my wife can't agree on if we should keep it or sell it. I, I would like to sell it. She would like to keep it. <laughs> okay. The other, the other rentals don't have a mortgage? Uh, correct. Okay. So this is the only debt you have? How about your personal residence? Personal residence uh, has a mortgage as well. Okay. You have any other debt? Um, yeah, I guess I do have a, a, a truck that has a, a loan on it. Mm-hmm. So, what are you? Why? Why are you wanting to sell this property? Um, so, I mean, my my job, and I just don't want to focus on the ups and downs of rental. This one right now is an Airbnb, and um, yeah, I, I just am I'm over the. I'm overthinking about it. So the hassle. Correct. And she doesn't want to sell it. Why? She doesn't want to sell it because it, it, it does, it would make uh, a decent amount of money if we could pay it off quickly. It, it would, you know, bring in about $20,000. Well, that's assuming she so. continues to have free labor from you. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Yeah. If we have to hire yeah, management, if we have to hire a management firm to run this freaking nightmare called an Airbnb, then suddenly your margins are going to go to squat. Yeah, well, the margin the margin would still be about twenty thousand a year. We we can rent it for about three thousand a month, and then less insurance and uh, and taxes. I just said you had to hire somebody else to manage it. Yeah, yeah. If you keep it, you have to do that because you're done. Correct. Yeah. I How agree. much do you make on it if you sell it? Um, we would make about well, we'd profit about a hundred. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think the I think the core issue is is that you guys are not on the same page on where you want to end up. Mm-hmm. If you decide on where we want to end up, where do we want to be in five years? Mm-hmm. Do we want to be king and queen of the Airbnbs um, and uh, be in debt on my truck and uh, be in debt on our house? And uh, yeah. be spending too much time, bunch of time on this. Is this what we want our life to be five years from now? Um, if it is, then you probably should keep it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have a different set of, uh, if you agree on a different set of targets that you're going after, mm-hmm. I want to be debt free, get my stupid truck paid off, I'm going <laughs> to pay off yeah. our house, and I'm going to get out of the Airbnb hassle business and have a calm, peaceful life again. Um, if that's your goal, then obviously you'd sell it. So, you know, if you were working the Ramsey plan, you'd sell it. But you're not working the Ramsey plan. You're just arguing with your wife about whether to sell a rental. You're just, you know, that's all that's going on. So, you know, you're just doing whatever the flip you want to do, and y'all are arguing about this one thing. So 
but the but the reason you're having this disagreement is you you're not in agreement on your long-term goals and when you get in an agreement on your strategic long-term goals then the tactical miscellaneous steps to get there will fall right in line and you'll be in agreement on those yeah and i think you make a very good point about the long-term goals i'm not sure that they're both truly looking at long term they're not they're looking at just this one thing yeah she's like well they have other rentals and they're not thinking about well if we sell the house we make a hundred we pay off the truck we've got these other properties that are cash flowing they got to think 20 30 years down the line i think that's the great advice you're giving there and then once we can get on the same page about our desired future then it's a lot easier decision there's nothing really to argue about if we have a long-term vision that we agree on exactly exactly evan is with us in denver colorado hi evan how are you good dave how are you doing better than i deserve how can we help yeah, I see uh, a lot of people are turning towards artificial intelligence and robo-advisors to get their financial advice. I was curious to see what you thought about that. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I know from what I've played around with it, uh, they don't necessarily say your advice is bad, but they don't disagree with it or agree with it. Um, I know particularly they say there is such thing as good debt and that uh, the best way to get out of debt is a debt avalanche. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you just got to decide who you want to be advising you, chatbot or human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, uh, I see a lot of financial advisors putting it into their practices. I was just wondering, is it a dangerous thing? Is it a good thing? Is yeah, it- it's it's both. Um, AI and robo-investing is, is good. It's There's nothing wrong with any of it, um, especially where you're dealing with a very small account and you're just getting started and it causes you at a low cost to get started as an investor. But if I was managing a million dollars, am I letting a chatbot do that? Nope. Yeah. Don't think so. Yeah. Really? I mean, AI stuff's very impressive. Um, we were, I was looking at it in a meeting this morning, some of the stuff that we're going to be able to do with it. It's, uh, it's ridiculous yeah. uh, how, how cool some of this stuff is. But with it comes the danger of no human oversight. And, um, and, and that's the, the only way you know if the advice coming out of it is accurate is you're measuring it against a human's value system. That's the point. And Evan, I would tell you that artificial intelligence is about knowledge. What it lacks is wisdom. And that's what Dave's talking about. You're talking about a guide, a human being who understands principles through experience. And AI is nothing more than a world-class aggregation tool, if you want to just break it down. And so it's knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. But the answer to your question lies in what you said, artificial intelligence. It's not wisdom. It's knowledge that has been aggregated and you need wisdom and it's never going to replace the human touch so here's the thing you are always in charge of your money not your financial advisor whether it's ai whether it's robo whether it's an individual human being you have to understand where the money's going you are in charge of it it's your fault if it screws up because you let it happen it's your money and so you know, and so what that means is if your financial advisor says, oh, there's good debt, you need to go borrow on your house. You go, ha, huh, I need a new financial advisor. This one's an idiot. Oh, you know, you need to go get a universal life policy. Oh, I need a new financial advisor. This one's an idiot. And so, you know, you, you have to make those calls because you've already decided certain things you're going to do and not going to do. And regardless of who it is that's coming at you, whether it's which kind of, to me, it's very interesting. It's almost an oxymoron to say artificial right. intelligence. It's like, you know, like airline service. You know, these things don't go in the same sentence. But anyway, the, uh, but, but it is very impressive, and it is a great aggregator. So it's going to be kind of fun to see what, kind of, what we can do with it as a tool. 
Uh, but is it? Am I going to turn my life over to a single human, a robo advisor, or an AI chatbot? Not a chance. I'm in charge of my life. My job to manage it. I can listen to what they have to say and decide if I want to fire them or not. This is the Ramsey Show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years, and I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, and shutters to motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And they're designed design experts are always ready to help, even with measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee, and shipping is always free. See for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com now to learn more and get up to 45% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Thank you for joining us, America. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host, Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author of the book, Paycheck to Purpose, is my co-host today. Now, this is fun. We got big news. This is something we have never done in the history of Ramsey in 30 years. Well, with the exception of when I used to teach Financial Peace University with an overhead projector and a bad suit. But ever since the class has been global and is being taught in tens of thousands of locations at any given time all over America, we've never done this. For the first time ever, our team of Ramsey personalities are each going to lead a Financial Peace University class online. It's true. Ken Coleman is going to be your coordinator. That's right. Jade Warshaw is going to be your coordinator of your class, and you're going to be in discussions with them. You're going to be held accountable by them in the group if you get in the group. Now, these groups are limited because the technology is limited on how many people we can put in there. So, again, Ken Coleman, Rachel Cruz, can you imagine being in Dr. John Deloney's Financial Peace University class? It, I would put your seatbelt on. That that's, would, that's, that's going to be, uh, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, George Camel, Jade Warshaw. These are great. Oh, yeah. And, and Eddie. Eddie Cohen, our event host, is going to he's going to he's going to lead a class. Oh yeah, each of them are going to have their own class. That means you're going to go through if you sign up quick enough to get in their class. It means they're going to take Financial Peace University. You get to pick who you want to guide you through it. You got to go sign up starting right now. You got to buy, get in the class, and pick which one of these guys you want to do. This is a big deal. This is your chance to learn how to handle your money from an actual Ramsey personality being your coordinator. Now, they're going to be right there for you during the Zoom meetings. You can talk to them face-to-face. These classes are starting very soon, and they're going to fill up in about two seconds. Uh, Again, there's not a lot of spots because we can only put so many people in a class with the Zoom technology and all that stuff. So sign up right now by going to Financial Peace Universe Ramsey Solutions. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, fpu.com. You go to fpu.com. Uh, of course, you can go to Ramsey Solutions and click on Financial Peace University and find it as well. But fpu.com, you can pick out which of these. So, Ken, how long has it been since you've led an FPU class? It has been about 13 years. Wow. Uh, Stacy and I uh, led three classes in Atlanta in our time there. 
And uh, I want to point out, if you sign up for my class, uh, I've got an evening slot, so you West Coasters and stuff, I'm going to be wearing, in honor of Dave Ramsey, my leader, my friend, a mentor, I'm going to be wearing a uh, leisure suit and uh, also have an uh, a pre- overhead projector. We won't use it, but it'll be there I, as a I prop. never wore a leisure suit. I know, but I'm going to go a decade I earlier. Said, I said a bad suit. It was I didn't polyester. say a leisure suit. I know, but I'm going to go. It was not John Travolta. <laughs> It was of the polyester variety. No, it wasn't. wasn't it? It, was, it was just bad. It was just bad. It was just bad. I've always wanted to know what you mean by bad, other it was than just, just the it way was it just looked. Cheap. It was not, but it was not polyester right. leisure suit. But I'm going to wear a leisure suit just to make it fun. Yeah. So you know, I, I, I think you're disincent. I think I people are have. not going to sign up. Now. Yeah, I'm joking. I have to look at Ken. There will be no props leisure and no leisure suit. Oh, wow! But it is an evening class. It is, right. and uh, Jade and I are both doing evening classes because we know we got people all different times a day. But here's what's cool: go right now and see where the personalities, uh, what the time slot is, because we're really making it available to everybody from every time and zone. A little bit of just behind the scenes stuff for you guys: they are a wee bit competitive oh, well. among themselves as to which one's going to have the most sign up the fast, yeah. fastest. So, if you want to support your favorite Ramsey personality and you want to go through one of their classes, you could jump in right now and give one of them a lead. So this is this is going to be fun. I think Eddie's going to win. He might, but I can't compete with George and Rachel. I mean, Jade, superstar, financial. You come to my class because you're going to get some common sense encouragement. It's going to be fun. I just promise you that. It's going to be fun. Oh, he's already see. Whining. I'm already it's working. Already, it. already no, working. No, see, I'm working it. It's yeah, it's, 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 it's is this a competition? It's just pitiful. It is a competition. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. hey, I'm going to get a participation trophy. Every, hey, watch out! <laughs> Everything's a competition with you people. <laughs> All right, Bridger is with us in Salt Lake City. Hey, Bridger, what's up? Hey, Dave, how are you doing? Better than I deserve. How can we help? So I am. A senior in high school, I'm just about to graduate, and I'm starting to think about college, you know, where I'm going to live, what car I'm going to buy, um, but I'm thinking about going into aviation, and I don't want to go in debt with flight school because it's super expensive. What is the best route you think I can go with that? Join the Air Force. Through ROTC or the Academy? Uh, join the Air Force and become a pilot. I was thinking about that because I'm kind of interested in, in, you know, F-16s and being a fighter pilot. You fly one of those, they'll let you fly the commercial stuff later, I promise. Mm-hmm. Do you think, because I, I know, like, um, flying commercial, in order to make good money, you need to be with that company for a, a bazillion hours. Like and you have to pay for all those hours as a civilian. It's very expensive okay. to get into this world that you want to get into. Yeah. You're looking at right now average cost about ninety six thousand with no previous experience seventy five thousand when starting with a certificate and so I think Dave's right the easiest most cost effective way if you've got the chops then you got to figure out if you got the chops I'd start talking to the Air Force you know you could also be a Navy pilot so you got two options there and don't let them suck you into doing something at the Air Force that's not about being a pilot because right. the reason you're going over there is to be a pilot that's so right. if they're not going to mm-hmm. do that then don't sign up with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't want the recruiter to get to sidestep you here and, and give you the old, uh, Olay, you know? And so, uh, I don't want to yeah. do that, but I, I do want you to go over and talk to him about what it's like to serve your country for four years and come out with the pilots with all the hours you need to go commercial. I mean, it's, uh, that, that will be awesome for you and, um, much better than spending a hundred bucks, a hundred thousand dollars. 
uh, and the, honestly, the uh, it's it's it is a very romantic field to mm. look at from the outside yes. looking in. Yes, and yet we work with a lot of commercial pilots and pilots with private planes as well, private jets and so forth. And um, it it you spend almost all your time not flying. It's true. They tell you that they go. The best part is takeoff and, and landing. landing. So, yeah, it's just that you don't get to do, uh, you know, and and it it does it does not it turns into you know you're a bus driver. Mm-hmm. That's right. You're driving buses. Yeah, that and, have wings. And an example here for this young man is is also look at things like a helicopter pilot. You know, in the Coast Guard, same deal. But then you move out. What about you know? A f- flying helicopters in medical emergencies if your desire is to be in the air and doing something that is active and exciting to dave's point you got to look at all angles and and the advice uh, again for this young man and all young people thinking about something like this hang out with some pilots you know someone who knows a pilot to your point and have a conversation get an idea of what's really involved yeah and, and i'm not talking about a pilot that runs a um uh, 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 yeah, flight school. Flight, flight school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, yeah, that's not who we're talking that's to. That's correct. Okay? He's trying to make a sale. But I'm talking about a pilot who's done this for a long time, who's currently in the mess that is commercial airlines. Oh, my Lord, what a mess. Steve's with us in San Antonio. Hi, Steve. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Better than I deserve. How can I help? <laughs> yeah, so a little bit about me. I'm 23, uh, turning 24 next month, God willing. And also, I'm one year post-graduation. I have 5K saved up. I earn a little less than 50K a year. And I have the opportunity to buy a house. Um, recently, my cousin is moving out of the city. And he approached me and he said, hey, um, 50, 155 at the high. And it would be around $1,300 a month. So I'm just wondering to see. Did you tell, me you, had, did you tell me you had debt? I do. I have 23K in season loans. No, you don't need to buy a house. You're broke. Broke, I pe- am. broke people shouldn't buy houses. <laughs> it's not going to be good for you. It's not a blessing. Real estate is not a blessing. It is not a good idea to buy real estate when you're broke. That's why they call them brokers. You broker and broker and broker, you're going to be broker. No, you, you're 23, you make 50000 you need to clean up your debt mess, you need to pile up some cash after your debt mess is gone. And you get on a tight budget, pay cash for everything, and then talk about buying a home when you're 25 and you've gotten this mess cleaned up and you have a big old pile of cash. No, I I wouldn't do that. I think it's a disaster looking for a place to happen, man. Please, please, Steve, please don't buy. I mean, Sean, whatever it is, Steve, please don't do it. No, no. Just because your cousin has a house for sale doesn't mean you need to buy a house. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt 
free stage. Randy and Jennifer are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Hi, Dave. Hey, how are you? Hi, Ken. Thank well, you for Ken. having us. Hey there. Love the T-shirt. I survived Dave Ramsey, <laughs> thank and you, thank it's you. not in the budget. These are great T-shirts. Very well done. Very well done. Where do you guys live? Tampa, Florida. Cool. And how much debt have you paid off? $122,000. How long did this take? 26 months. Good for you. Wow. And your range of income during that two years? When we started, 130000 and we're now about 160000 Good for you. What do you guys do for a living? I'm a nurse manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work in the same house, hospital, distribution tech. Ah, very cool. All right. What kind of debt was the 122000 A little bit of everything. We were normal. Um, we had uh, about 60000 was of uh, student loans and parent loans. Um, about $10,000 was credit card, and the rest was two vehicles. Ah, okay. Yeah, you were normal. <laughs> yeah. How long have y'all been married? 14 years. Okay. Yeah, 14. And you look up at the 12-year mark or 11-year mark and say, this sucks. Yes. What happened? How did yes. you get connected to this Ramsey thing? Well, uh, when the pandemic started, uh, we obviously had to continue working. So it was driving to work. There was nobody on the roads. Feeling, it was wonderful. Yeah, that part was good. No traffic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it was kind of lonely. And then uh, November 2020, I turned 50. So retirement was kind of really, really close, closer mm. than I've ever felt. The old five zero wake up call. Yes, and um, so I started kind of doing everything, trying to save money, invest, pay off debt. Felt a little bit scattered. So one day my son said, "Mom, you should listen to a podcast by Dave Ramsey." And I said, what's a podcast? <laughs> and wow. who's Dave Ramsey? So he had to download the podcast app on my phone. Yeah. And then he found your podcast. Ten minutes, I was hooked. Um, and ironically, one of the, the first month of listening, Ken and you had a show. And there was a veteran who called in. And you had made the statement that if you put a dialed-in veteran on this, they'll just do it mm -hmm. and i myself am a veteran and when i heard that i said game on mm. and it feels pretty full circle now that i come here to do my death free scream and ken's here with you i love That's it wild. so uh, randy your wife is learning these newfangled things and <laughs> on, on, called podcasts and listening to a crazy man and he, she comes home and says uh we're getting ready what'd you say uh she told me about this and i was like well first thing my thought was Dave who? Yeah, for real. <laughs> but after she explained it and uh, all the details, I was like, well, I'm all in. Let's, let's go for it. Wow. Okay. And, and here we are. That doesn't sound like such a struggle that you need a T-shirt that yeah. says, I survived Dave Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, I got to know more. Is that just a fun slogan or was it really tough? <laughs> it, it was really tough. I mean, What was so tough? Just, the, I mean, in order to do this program, you have to have communication. I mean, yeah. it, it's so easy to just to, like you said, spend and forget about it and spend and forget about it and before you know it you're you're knee deep and you know what so yeah yeah well i mean and you've just been kind of shuffling along and everything just keeps getting bigger the debt does exactly it doesn't go away you just add to it a little bit every year and then you look up and go god we got one hundred twenty-two thousand dollars there not even counting the house <laughs> yeah. yeah wow how intense was it? I mean, when you went all in, I and by the way, what tell us our audience what service, what branch of service you served in? Air Force. Air Force. Thank you very much for Thank that. Thank you. Uh, so what was so intense? I mean, what did you guys do right out of the gate? Because this is a lot of debt in a little bit of time. We followed everything to the T. 
I mean, no eating out, never stepped foot in a restaurant, coffee shop, nothing. We literally got up, went to work, came home. That is it. Mm. Um, everything was budgeted down to the dollar. We love your every dollar app. Um, never used the budget in my entire life. That app is amazing. I actually have a panic attack now if it gets too close to the start of the next month that I don't have my budget made. Wow, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so lots of discipline. And also lots of uh, uh, monthly budget meetings too. That helped dial it in. She really helped a lot with that because we're like, oh, this is how much we need. This is how much we're, we're, so that helped tremendously. So how much extra did you work? Um, well, I'm salary, so I couldn't do a ton, but there was a period of time I did do some door dashing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's the 50-year-old woman door dashing food to 20-year-olds. Um, While listening to a podcast. <laughs> While listening to Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Uh, And then um, Randy had a pretty labor-intensive job for a period of time that really uh, brought some income in, so it was tough. He was on afternoons. I was on days. Okay. Wow. Well, good job, you guys. Good job. What do you tell people the key now to getting out of debt is? Just communication, like I said, you, yeah. you have to be you, you have to be on the same page. You just can't have one person dragging the other person through this process. It's, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. Yeah. So you guys really, uh, I mean, you were very unified. 100%. Oh, yes. In this approach. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's very difficult to do if you're not, especially the amount of money you paid off in this. Did you sell anything big? Nothing big. We didn't really have much. You, paid off, you just paid off the cars and kept them. Paid. Yeah. The, we yes. still stayed in the principles yeah. that you recommend. So mm-hmm. we figured we're just going to pay them off and now keep them yeah. forever. Good. Good. Very good. Way to go. How's it feel to be free? It's amazing. <laughs> good. And good. we were very, ha- it's very humbling to come up here to kind of put your stupidity out here. But the debt-free screams definitely were a motivator for us and kept us going, especially in like midway and you see these mountains of debt and just hearing other people's stories really helped us. Like, don't give up, don't quit. It's motivation. Mm -hmm. So it's, once you're to the end, I mean, it is so worth it. And now we just did a quick trip here to meet you and... Uh, come to Ramsey Solutions, and now we get to watch all of our money pile up in the savings. <laughs> <laughs> what a different emotion that is Very. that you had when you turned 50 and started looking at the end of life. Now it's a whole different view, yes? Yes. It is. It is. Very cool. Very cool. Well, congratulations. We're very proud of y'all. Thank you. Very much. Extremely well done. Excellent. Excellent story, too. And uh, no, you didn't do anything that sh- you should be embarrassed about standing on this stage. You should. You did a lot of things you should be proud about. Mm-hmm. And Thank so uh, and most everybody in America has a bunch of stupid debt, and you guys decide to do something about it, which is pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. We've got the uh, Live and Give box for you. That includes the Baby Steps Millionaire's book on the latest number one bestseller on how to be a millionaire, and that's where you're going next for sure. The Total Money Makeover book that 10 million people now have used. And you've used the principles from it for sure. 
and a Financial Peace University membership. All of that. You can either use it or give it away. It's the Live and Give box. It's all for you guys. And we sell those, of course, in the bookstore as well. So thank you. Thank you so much for being up here. And uh, you brought uh, one of your children with you? Yes. My daughter Madison's here with her boyfriend, uh, Eli. All right. Very good. Son Anthony's at home. Okay. Dog sitting. (laughs) Well, somebody's got to do it. Way to go, Anthony. All right. Good stuff. All right. Randy and Jennifer Tampa, Florida, 122 thousand dollars paid off in 26 months making 130 to 160 count it down let's hear a debt-free scream three two two, one we're We're debt-free yeah that's how that's done Woo! it is interesting how many times something happens in someone's life and it they have a baby they get married they turn 50 Mm. they lose a job they get a new job uh and that is the that there's this change Mm -hmm. that gives them the wake-up call that's exactly right yeah and they decide you know what life where it is now is not what we want it to be and we're going to finally take the steps to live the life we want and there's no regret with people that pay off all their debt and live with true freedom, financial peace. I've never had somebody do a debt-free scream and goes, you know, I'm so so bad. I'm just sad (laughs) that I did this. I'm going to go right back in debt. I never hear that. This is The Ramsey Show. Thank you for joining us, America. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Sean is with us in Orlando. Hey, Sean, how are you? Hey, I'm doing just fine. Thanks, Dave and Ken, for taking my call. Sure. How can we help? Well, my wife and I are in uh, Baby Step 7, and we're doing a monthly dollar cost average into an S&P index. Our time frame is five years, and my question is, do we continue the dollar cost average for five years all the way through, or do we taper back into savings at a certain point? Why would you taper back into savings? Well, I guess I'm overthinking it because I know that if the time frame is shorter than five years, you want to save and not Oh, I see what you're saying. I see. So what are you buying with us in the five years? Uh, A a new home. We're looking to upgrade our home. That's fun. Okay. Um, Yeah. No, uh, if you started if you started tapering back to savings, that would be you're presupposing you're trying to time the market, and I wouldn't. I would just play it all okay. the way through, and, un, unless you see some kind of serious dark cloud on the horizon that scares you, and then I would just move it all to cash at the end of the five year period. Okay, because okay, you, yeah, you know sure. how much money are you going to have in there after five years? Eh, probably about $100, 125 Okay. And so if it loses 10% is twelve thousand dollars it does not keep you from doing the deal. Sure. Okay. And that's that'd be the most you would ever see. I mean, very, very few times in history do you see uh, the market lose more than ten percent in a twelve month period of time. Very, very few times. And so that's a that's an amount of money you can absorb and it doesn't keep you from doing the deal. So I'm gonna ride it all the way in and unless I see some big huge not just news, not just stuff on the news, but I'm just really, really, really uh, concerned about uh, the presidential administration or something like that that's going to screw this thing up. I, I'm going to probably just sit there until I buy and just take it out of the S&P 500 and buy. As a matter of fact, 
The truth is that's what I do. I don't worry that much about dollar cost averaging, but I use an S and P 500. I throw excess cash in an S and P 500, uh, weighing over and above all my other investing. Okay. This is just excess cash until it gets enough in there to buy a piece of real estate. And whether that's a year, two years, five years, seven years, whatever it is, I just keep throwing it in there. And then when I'm ready, I just take enough out of that S and P and buy that piece of real estate. Then, and in a sense, that's what you're doing. And I do that all the time for investment real estate. Um, and so right now I've got a pretty good stash sitting in S and P and the market's down. And so I, I'm going to do really good when the market rebounds. So it's going to be an excellent time next, you know, next 12 months or so to pull that out and buy some real estate, except that the real estate will probably have gone up, but, um, depending on what I'm buying, but anyway, all that. So to say, yeah, I'm just going to ride it straight through. I'm not going to try to back off and, you know, play the game against the odds of and being cash. Uh, you'll lose more than you'll make. 90 times out of 100 screwing around with that so good question though thanks for calling in open phones at 888-825-5225 ken coleman ramsey personality is my co-host today ethan is in Asheville, north carolina hi ethan how are you i'm doing good how are you doing better than i deserve how can i help you sir well me and my wife are thinking about considering a debt consolidation loan we don't have any type of credit card debt um, that's just something early on we decided we didn't want to get into. Um, but really all we have, I guess, as far as debt are a couple vehicle loans. Um, and I, the, the other big part of debt that we have is whenever we had got our house, they had under budgeted us on our well. And so we had to borrow about $10,000 from a family member. And we have also purchased a storage building from that family member as well. So we actually owe them right at thirteen five. Mm-hmm. for everything so we're trying to figure out if it's best to do a debt consolidation loan for all of that or if it would be better just to make payments to them as we can afford it the only thing with family is i've seen a lot of times where you owe family money and it causes issues yeah you should have so thought of that guess, before you bought right, a stupid barn from them <laughs> that's that's my biggest thing is just trying to figure out if we should do a debt consolidation loan yeah. or if that's even a good idea. What does a you debt know, consolidation 20... loan do? It just puts it in one pile instead of four piles. Pretty much, yeah. Doesn't change anything. Well, I know sometimes, because we had figured it up, it was going to save about $400 a month. Um, no, it's not. Not unless you stay in debt longer. Okay. That might be. Cause you I'm, didn't change I'm your interest talking. rate by $5,000 a year on the figures you gave me. You'd have to change right. your interest rate by 10%. What kind of car loans have you got a 19% car loan? No, sir. No, I've got a 12% car loan, and they were going to match that at the debt consolidation loan. Yeah, which means you got absolutely gained no ground. So where the $400 savings come from? Only one way mathematically it could happen, and that's extend the length of the loan. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Why do you want to be in debt longer? Well, just... Because it was going to save us a little bit of money, I guess. No, it didn't. It saved you money per month. It didn't save you money. You're going to be in debt longer, and it's going to cost you more money because you're going to pay interest longer. No, that completely makes sense. Yeah. So what's your household income? Uh, Well, I'm self-employed. My wife is a stay-at-home mother. Uh, What do you make? Profit was... Profit was seventy thousand last year. Okay, you guys roll up your sleeves. Don't go to restaurants and don't go on vacation. You get this crap cleaned up. What do you owe yes, on these sir. cars? Well, I've got I've got a truck payment and it's sixteen thousand. We've uh-huh. got a Honda CRV payment. It's fifty five hundred is what we owe left on it. 
Then we got a personal loan to borrow um, for a vehicle. We got when we got the vehicle, the transmission went out, so we had to also borrow for that. And the total of that personal loan is sixty five hundred. Yeah. Okay. You're driving an awfully nice truck for this mess. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you got you know you got what forty five thousand dollars, including all the family junk. And you make right. 70, and so it's going to take you two years of living on beans and rice, rice and beans, and you'll be done. Right. List these debts smallest to largest, pay minimum payments on everything but the little one, and attack the little one like your freaking life depends on it. Okay. And go get your life back and quit borrowing money for this stupid stuff. Yes, sir. It did not bring you joy. Right. Yeah. So next time you need a truck, don't buy one unless you have yes, the money. Sir. Be like your grandpa. Don't buy it unless you can afford it. Yeah, you know, I'd like to see them, beyond what you said, I'd like to see them jumpstart this. And if it's me, I'm, I'm looking. If I've got some equity in that truck, I'm selling it. Uh, I'm working extra hours. We are in the best part-time economy as it relates to jobs that we've ever seen, Dave, in the history of America. He can go make some money. I'd jumpstart this. And you know, let me ask you this, Ken, because you talk about the jobs part all the time. And from the very first day we started teaching Financial Peace University 30 years ago, we've told people to get an extra job. That's right. And it used to be we'd tell them to deliver pizza. Yeah. Now everybody seems to be delivering food. Yeah. Uber Eats. Right. Um, and, and I'm not against Uber Eats or DoorDashing or any of that. That's all fine. It's an easy thing to plug in and plug out. Right. You, you can log in, log out, just keep rocking. You can manage your own hours. I'm not convinced it is the most profitable part-time job. It's not. And what it's, are they? Yeah, so they are. You're looking for manual labor positions. And what I mean by manual labor doesn't mean shoveling or using a hammer. But if they just need a body to stock shelves and warehousing, manufacturing right now is really, really strong. And they're paying more they're than you paying, can make doing Uber Eats. Yes, much more. Because if you go work for Walmart or a Target or a big box store and you're working off hours, so he's got a full-time job, he's running his own business. How can I pick up 20 hours a week? It's just rule of thumb. What do they pay in at places like 16, that? 16 18 to $20 an hour. Depending on where you depending are. Depending on where you are. So yeah. you got to look. The point is, don't just assume I'm going to go well, drive. Here's the thing. I was talking to, when we were in Salt Lake City the other day, I was talking to a group and uh, just standing around at one of our events. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them was telling me that stinking babysitter yes. is getting 30 bucks an hour. That's true. Let and me tell 40 you, 40 bucks really an crazy hour is, for, for yeah. babies, dog walking. Yes. For. The lady was on here yesterday, did her debt-free scream. Yes. 30 minutes for yes. $30. Yes. Rich people don't even walk their own dogs. That's exactly right. What yeah. is this? That's right. I know they're scared of leaves. That's right. That's they right. Get, you get you a leaf blower, you can make yeah. money, because rich people are scared of leaves. But I didn't know they don't even walk their own dog. That's right. But just look in your local economy. Who's having a hard time hiring people? See what they're paying. This isn't about skill. This is about gazelle. And so go fill a gap. And make some really good money. Yeah, kick your money up, drop your expenses down, clean your mess up. You can't borrow your way out of debt. That's the moral of the story of this call. Debt consolidation doesn't work because you haven't fixed the problem in your mirror. Hey, it's Ken. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.